came in one day. I had him like this purple power suit with like these bell bottom pants. And this okay, hi everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Legally Couture. I have um lawyers look like with me today they're, that's their instagram account that's not their names <laughs> their names are Lindsay and yarden so if you guys want to say hello 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 <laughs> <laughs> we are excited to be here what's up yeah. listeners <laughs> yes what is up <laughs> listeners so they're with us today to talk a little bit about like fashion and the legal industry and kind of like how you can have your style but still be professional that's like our topics for today, but I'm going to have each of them introduce themselves. You guys know a little bit about who they are before they just start talking to you. So you know who you're talking to. <laughs> okay. So Yarden, do you want to go first? Let everyone know kind of your background, what you do for work now. Yeah, definitely. So my name is Jardin Cacone and I am currently a 30 year associate working at Winston and Strawn as a litigation attorney. Um, I do a variety of things, but intellectual property just happens to be my bread and butter. I went to Berkeley Law for law school, which is where mm-hmm. Lindsay and I connected, and we'll talk more about that. Um, but yeah, I love being a lawyer, um, and I love looking good doing it as well. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. We all like to look good doing what we love to do. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And Lindsay, do you want to let them know who you are, what you're about? Yeah, of course. So, hey, everybody. My name is Lindsay Ferguson. I'm originally from Blue Hills, Michigan. I went to Howard University for undergrad, um, class of 2016, ended up going to UC Berkeley for law school, where I met Yarden and it changed my life and my closet. Um, and then <laughs> um, after that, I ended up moving back to the East Coast to New York, where I worked at a law firm, uh, Mayor Brown, and I was doing a lot of banking and finance law. So very corporate heavy, sort of the opposite of everything that Yardin does in the litigation space. And um, then I transitioned over to A24, where I was working in-house and um, was really doing a lot of entertainment work. And most recently, I'm actually taking on a new opportunity where I'm uh, working as a VP at JP Morgan, and I'm transitioning more into a strategy and communications role um, with a startup called Frank's. So it's kind of an interesting transition. I've definitely hopped around a little bit, but I think something that, you know, it's kind of interesting as I've seen so many different facets of the law, I really use my degree in a variety of ways. And I think, you know, it's kind of interesting to really see how malleable and transferable being an attorney really is across a lot of different spaces. Yeah, no, that's so true. I love that. You've kind of gone all different ways with it. So people can see you can really do a lot of things with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. So that is who they are. And now we're going to start talking about our major topic for today. So I just want to start by talking a little bit about fashion and law and like kind of the stereotypes and like assumptions that people have about like how a lawyer should address, like what somebody would think versus what like the reality really is of that. And like, if you have to dress a certain way or not. So if you want to go first with that, Lindsay, you can go first with that question. Yeah, for sure. So honestly, I think that when it comes to stereotypes about fashion in professional spaces, um, they should just be completely thrown out the window. And Honestly, the one thing that really excited me about getting into big law initially was figuring out how can we bring a little bit of spice into this business professional environment. And so I actually went out of my way to really find a bunch of cool power suits in like really loud, crazy colors. We love it. I remember I came in one day, I had in like this purple power suit with like these bell bottom pants and this long flowing jacket. Mm-hmm. I have like this vintage Chanel suit that I would wear sometimes and always obviously trying to have an air of professionality um, because when you're in spaces and you do look a certain way, you always want to make sure that when people are looking at you, they can really take mm-hmm. you seriously and that you are able to say, hey, look, 
I have a degree. I know what I'm doing. I can be mm-hmm. successful in this space. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that you still can't bring in your own personality and flair into any sort of room that you're working in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That makes total sense. I love the power suits too, the different colors. I've seen that quite a bit on TikTok from lawyers now. And I, I love the colorful power suits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say also, it's kind of fun, um, is sort of like turning everything on its head. Like I do, I do like to wear dresses, but I do love a good power suit. So I think that is also kind of funky as well to be able to like mix it up, get your devil Mm -hmm. wears Prada on and sort of like walk in there and have mm-hmm. that sort of um, vibe. Yes, 100%. We love coming in with like a big, bold, confident vibe. Okay, and Jordan, what are your thoughts and takes on this? Do you have anything to add to it that Lindsay hasn't said yet? Yeah, well, first of all, I will say that Lindsay always brings it with the power suits. So mm-hmm. that is her domain. Um, my domain more is I love doing dresses and skirts um, mm-hmm. with, with oversized blazers. Um, I love bringing that feminine edge to business casual. Um, not that power suits can't be feminine. Um, but I'm someone that in my day to day, I love wearing dresses. Mm -hmm. And I will say that, um, for me, I, um, make an attention and just some background. So when I was an undergrad, I, um, interned in DC and as a first generation, student, I fell into that trap of everyone else in the room knows what they're doing, but I don't. When reality, mm-hmm. no one knows what they're doing, right? And yeah. I would wear oversized um, suits just to kind of hide my body because mm-hmm. I felt like I'm in this professional environment. I have to be professional. And I just mm-hmm. kind of really fell into this, you know, trap and I wasn't being myself. And when I came to Berkeley Law, I you know, kind of stripped away from that. And it was just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to wear bright colors. I'm going to wear dresses. I'm going to hold my head up while I do it. Yeah. And actually that approach led to me getting more opportunities and like building my brand and, you know, really being able to express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think following kind of what Lindsay was saying is like having that balance between being professional so you can walk into the courtroom, the boardroom, the, you know, the office and have people trust that you're credible, but also having a way to express yourself. And I think as women, it's really important that we can express ourselves and feel confident Mm -hmm. having that feminine energy um, because we don't have to necessarily look like a man to, to be a lawyer, to be, you know, any kind of professional environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I, I totally agree with that and love that, that you kind of like, at first you weren't really like sure how to dress and you're like, I'm just going to own it. I'm going to own it. I'm going to be me. This is how I'm going to dress. I love that for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And kind of going off of that, you had mentioned like building your brand. So I'd love to hear a little bit from the two of you about how you came to start lawyers look like the Instagram. I'm curious how that came to be. Like whose idea was it? How did it spark? Yeah. Okay. So I think this answer would be kind of fun to like bounce off each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> really? Yeah. We, we really did kind of come to it together. So it, it started as a joke. Um, mm-hmm. It started Lindsay and I texting back and forth mm-hmm. um, just about how annoyed we get when people don't think we're lawyers. Um, you know, whether it's because we, we, we dress well or because we're young or because mm-hmm. we have fun or, you know, so we, Lindsay and I were kind of like texting back and forth and we started the account itself as a joke. And we were just mm-hmm. like doing this initial post as a joke. Um, and yeah. I'll kind of like pitch it to Lindsay because Lindsay's, Lindsay's the serious one. Lindsay's the one that like gets it. <laughs> I'll pitch it to Lindsay because Lindsay's the one that like gets it serious and like made it a plan. <laughs> no, so honestly, I think before I even get into it, I want to practice and say, Yard, Den, and I are always trying to come up with an idea. Always. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an issue at a certain point. And so to say <laughs> like this did start as a joke because we're thinking, what mm-hmm. can we do that's kind of interesting and fun. Like, should we do an Instagram page? Should we come up with a cool idea? And yeah. so to Yardin's point, we did land on lawyers look like because mm-hmm. 
we kind of kept receiving, as she said, these like weird backhanded compliments where it's like, wow, mm-hmm. you're so fashionable. Like, I can't believe you're a lawyer. That's mm-hmm. so, like, so interesting. Your um, style is so cool. And so we're thinking, wait, why do people have this idea that lawyers are these nerds who just sit in a room and wear button downs, which aren't bad. They can be chic, but like, I don't know if they have this <laughs> lack of style or flair or just aren't normal people that you see every day. And so mm-hmm. we started this account truly as Yardin said, like as a joke mm-hmm. where we're like, you know, holy shit, excuse my French, mm-hmm. let's <laughs> start highlighting, you know, lawyers who are fabulous. And it's not mm-hmm. even a way to say, you know, this person physically looks good. It's this Mm -hmm. person has confidence. They have panache. They have style. And then what's kind of cool with that is we're able to say, hey, look at this person who's, you know, clerking on the Supreme Court, but Mm -hmm. also has 10 different outfits every single day that they're walking into the courtroom. (laughs) And so it's kind of funny to like, you know, really highlight these people who are like Mm -hmm. killing it in the professional space and you look at them and honestly you would think wow I guess I wouldn't really think that they would be a lawyer either and then that's mm-hmm. kind of the joke of saying like lawyers look like because yeah. it's, it's like what does a lawyer look like why mm-hmm. do they have to fit into this certain box and so to be able be able to have lawyers look like and show all of these different kinds of people mm-hmm. you know all of these different colors all of these different mm-hmm. sizes ages backgrounds it's really mm-hmm. cool. And it kind of, you know, as I said earlier, turns the whole entire industry on its mm-hmm. head. And so even as we started posting, we realized, whoa, this is getting a lot of traction. And then all of these lawyers mm-hmm. are reaching out to us saying, post my friend, post me next. Look at this person who's also doing really cool stuff. We should highlight mm-hmm. them. And we really recognize, wow, this is a space where there are other lawyers who are really feeling the same way as us. Like, yeah, yeah wow, we are cool. We are interesting. Mm-hmm. And we're lawyers. So why not talk about yeah. it? And so it definitely spiraled. Sorry, I'm on a soapbox right now. <laughs> it spiraled <laughs> and we started having fun with it. And we were like, let's just kind of keep this going. And, you yeah. know, here we are today talking about it. So that's kind of the background. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I love your account because it is just, it's just like seeing normal people. But the point of it is like lawyers look like everyone else. Like they can look like anything. So I love your account because it just like kind of brings that to light. Like, oh, you don't have to think a lawyer looks this way. Like all of these people are lawyers and they all look and dress differently. Yeah, that's kind of the point. And so it's it's funny, like lawyers look like this. They look like that. Lawyers look like any person that you see every day. And so, um, yeah, also, you know, we do love fashion. So that's also kind of cool too to really talk about. Like, hey, look at this person. Look at their personality. And as Yardin mm-hmm. said, how can they still bring their own individual flair into the spaces that they're working in? And so yeah. that's also kind of cool to really showcase, like, not only somebody's professional achievements, but mm-hmm. also their, um, you know, inner and outer beauty as well. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, um, I love that. It's just, it's amazing. And I am curious, like you said, you started it as a joke. So at what point did you see that you were actually growing, like, a following of people and you were like, oh, people actually are interested in seeing this. Um, yeah, so I'll say, so it, it's funny because our first few comments, our first few posts um, mm-hmm. was, um, one was both of us, and then one was me, and then one was Lindsay, and then some of our friends. And because we were kind of using it as a joke, the first few captions, some of them were like, were roast, right? Like, oh, you don't belong here. Like, what are you doing? You know, you're not, you're not attorney, get out, you know? And um, what's happening was we were just getting so many people messaging us and saying, this is so cool. This is inspiring us. You know, this is so true. And it, and what's, what's really beautiful about this account in a way is I almost see it as therapy because, you know, we, we laugh about, um, Oh, when people walk up, I have this happen to me all the time. I have to say, I will tell someone I am a, I'm a lawyer and they say, Oh, well, what year of law school are you in? And I say, no, I'm, I'm a lawyer. I'm practicing, a, I'm practicing already. And they're like, wait, what? And that happens to me all the time. So, you know, we joke around about it. Like, yes. oh, it yeah. sucks when people think we're the, we're the paralegal or whatever. But it, it does yeah. kind of hurt. You know, it does yeah. kind of 
suck. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people see this account as therapy because they're yeah. just, you know, celebrating one another. Like, yes, like, look at this person, you know, who's killing it as an attorney and looks great. And I can recognize with them and mm-hmm. I can, you know, see that. And so, you know, we're all empowering each other and we're all admiring each other. And, you know, I, I guess going back to your to your question, it went from being a real thing when we realized people are enjoying this and people are being empowered by this. Mm-hmm. And I think the latter is what has driven us to keep going because mm-hmm. we're realizing that what we're doing is not only creating really cool content, yeah. but we're making people feel confident about being themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that for us was was the most important thing. And I think that's really what keeps us going because we want, you know, young or not even young, but just, you know, people who are attorneys that feel like they don't look like one necessarily mm-hmm. to feel confident and to feel, you know, celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I love like that you're thinking about like the younger attorneys kind of. And I think also you said like current attorneys so they can be like, oh, I can resonate with this and this look and this person, they look like me. But I think it's also like inspirational for people that are like considering law school to be like, oh, well, I don't look like an attorney or people aren't going to think I'm an an attorney. Like they're going to think I'm the paralegal to be like, oh, but it like, it doesn't matter. These people are all attorneys and we can all be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. We, you know, we're, we're trying to, I think one, oh, sorry, Lindsay. I think one cool thing about social mm-hmm. media and having platforms like this is there's more room for dialogue. You know, you don't yeah. have to go in unknown, like not knowing what you, this might look like because mm-hmm. there's, you know, these accounts out here that are able to kind of show you and kind of empower yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with Yarden. I think that like, obviously, both of us being um, women who are, you know, minorities Mm -hmm. in that way, also like being women of color as well, like there is Mm -hmm. that true issue and kind of question where you're where you ask yourself, like, how can I figure out a way to fit in and Mm-hmm. I, I really think that sometimes when you're trying to see an example for yourself, it's really nice to be able to recognize like, wow, there are people who look like me that are also yeah. in this space. And so yeah. similarly, that was also, um, as Yardin said, like another thing that we really recognized as well. Like mm-hmm. we had the opportunity to highlight a lot of really cool women of color who are yeah. doing awesome things in the space, men of color. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, people of diverse backgrounds, first generation. And so it really shows, wow, like, even though we might be a part of this group where we feel out of place sometimes, Mm -hmm. we also have this community where we all can really support one another and show that we are surviving, we made it work, Mm -hmm. we are really proud of one another. And so I think even outside of the success that kind of just came with people getting excited about being able to show off their personality. That mm-hmm. was also another component of it as well that Yardin and I got excited about was really just being able to highlight more people who looked like us and are like really yeah. killing it. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. You kind of started it as a joke, like, oh, people think that we're not attorneys because we dress like this and look like this. But then it turned into like inspiring people and like highlighting people of different diverse backgrounds to really show like, anybody can be an attorney so everybody can see that representation that they might not see otherwise um because like as you mentioned like attorneys the stereotype is generally or like what people think of as an attorney is usually like a white man so being able to represent like females and then females of color but also then men of color since they're also underrepresented it just like turned into a great representative instagram account where you're just showing everybody that looks different and dresses different and it's just fantastic <laughs> yeah and of course you know everybody looks fabulous so yes everybody looks that. fabulous <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely okay so going um from that kind of into the next part of the topic um so I know you each work in like different areas of law different practice areas so um how do you see 
fashion expectations may be like varying in different practice areas. Like I think Yardin um, described it to me as courtroom versus boardroom, how like maybe um, you should dress, like you can still be fashionable, but fashionable, but are there certain places and um, situations where you still have to like dress to a certain type of standard um, still like with pops of cutler and everything, but how can that kind of vary in the different areas you might find yourself practicing? So I definitely think that there, it is really important to always have like an air of professionalism, however, mm-hmm. or whenever you're walking into a certain space. So yeah. I think that yeah. even when, um, and you know, I think I'm more on the boardroom <laughs> side, so mm-hmm. obviously yeah. I can take the courtroom. Um, but yeah, whenever I'm walking into a space, I'm thinking, okay, how can I really make sure that whatever I'm wearing still really does fit into business professional or business Mm -hmm. casual? I, I kind of don't care how casual a place says it is. I never really Mm -hmm. feel comfortable wearing, you know, jeans in the office or like a t-shirt or a tank top. Mm -hmm. I always want to figure out a way to implement a blazer into the look, some sort of button down. Maybe mm-hmm. a, um, you know, a turtleneck, something that really does show, okay, I understand the space that I'm in and I really do mm-hmm. have respect for it. But yeah. once I have all of that together, let me throw on a cool um, earring, a really nice necklace, mm-hmm. maybe like a funky scarf that can go on top. As mm-hmm. I mentioned with like the power suit, maybe wearing something yes. that's kind of a fun, <laughs> bold color. So it's mm-hmm. still a very professional look. But it's Mm kind of, you know, a little funky, has some flair, some really cool shoes, like a nice Mm -hmm. briefcase, really recognizing, okay, I could be the CEO in this space because I really do look the part. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, really being able to find like a cool piece that like gets me excited to like walk Mm -hmm. and wear into the office. Because at the end of the day, going into the office to me is just like another place to really get a fit off. So if I'm going to teach, <laughs> I want to look a certain way. If I'm going to school, I want to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Yarden, like she was the one who inspired me. She would yeah. come into class every day. It looks like she was going to a, f- a photo shoot. And so I'm kind of thinking, okay, I guess <laughs> I can dress up wherever I go. This is cool. Mm-hmm. And so kind of bringing that fashion sense into um, the boardroom, I think, is important. But at the end of the day, obviously you do still want to look professional, but definitely find a piece that like shows off your personality and run with it and do it every day. Yeah. I love that. And I think the power suit is a great example of that, then how you can still have that professional look because it's a suit, but it can be like a really fun color. So you still get to have like your style and fun in there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then Yardan, do you have any more thoughts on this? Yeah, so I kind of giving the the courtroom perspective. So mm-hmm. I will say I think the courtroom is a little bit trickier, right? Because it is an institution, you know, um, there is there's a difference between hearings and trial. Um, I've personally had experiences with hearings. And, you know, the fact is, is that when you're going into the courtroom, um, you know, politics stays at the door. Um, trends stay at the door and it's you and the judge and you have to Mm -hmm. show that respect. Um, So I tend to um, be very traditional, very conservative. When I go into the courtroom, I, you know, will lean for a black suit, um, Mm -hmm. a white shirt. Uh, But what I do think personally is important when you go to the courtroom, because you have less room to kind of express yourself with the, the colors that you choose. Mm-hmm. Um, just being poised, you know, paying attention to details. Um, I personally love putting on a headband. I think it looks very proper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will do the heels to kind of give that, that edge, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, going for that feminine kick, right? Um, so I, I like to pick my details. Uh, but at the end of the day, being very traditional because I want everyone mm-hmm. in the room to focus on my words and my arguments yeah. and mm-hmm. what we're representing versus me. So mm-hmm. that's um, I am the least important, you know, but yeah. still putting yourself in a position, especially being a young attorney that mm-hmm. uh, take me seriously, listen to my voice. I know what I'm doing and I have, you know, good arguments to make. 
Yeah. No, the difference between those two totally makes sense because like what Lindsay said, like in the boardroom, like she can be the center of attention. That's perfect. We love it. She wants to look like the CEO versus in the courtroom. It's really not about you at that point. Like it's about like the client and the argument and the situation. So that makes sense to kind of take take a step back and dress a bit more traditionally in the courtroom. But you can still have, like you said, like a couple fun accessories, like a headband or like a fun but still professional shoe. But that, yeah, so that totally makes sense. Do either of you have anything else to add to that? Um, yeah, I think Jardin did make a really good point where it's saying you do always want to make sure that the focus is on your work product. Um, yeah. I think it kind of reminds me of this example that... I thought of when I was going through the interview process back in college and they would say, don't ever wear something in an interview that is so loud. Mm-hmm. The interviewer can't even focus on what you're saying or get mm-hmm. past that because they're so <laughs> yeah. focused on like your bright pink socks. And so Yardin really didn't make a very poignant point by yeah. saying it is essential to figure out a way to make sure that you do look really good, but however you do look, it's still definitely not taking up too much attention away from like your ability to actually do the work well. Yeah, no, that's so smart. I've never thought about that with interviews. So I am going to keep that in mind as I'm currently interviewing for summer internships. (laughs) Yes, no pink socks. (laughs) No pink socks. It's on Zoom mostly, the interviews right now. So I can wear the pink socks. I won't wear like, uh, I won't wear a pink shirt, a bright, like bubblegum pink shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So on from that, do you guys have any, anything else to add kind of like to the stereotypes of maybe different areas of law? Otherwise, I feel like you covered like really well between like the courtroom and boardroom difference. Mm, I'm trying to think. I, yeah. I mean, honestly, hmm. I've, I mean, I do agree with Yardin about the courtroom. I think it is very professional and it is interesting to figure out a way Mm -hmm. to bring your own flair into that. But I'm trying to think about other stereotypes (laughs) about the law that I've seen. I can't really think of any, although I will say one stereotype that I've always known Mm -hmm. um, is that litigators do dress pretty phenomenally. So I think that's a great stereotype. And I think Yardin... Mm -hmm truly personifies that so okay. that, that's the only stereotype I know of <laughs> oh my God, you know. um, I love that <laughs> um I I will okay I will say this isn't a stereotype but I think that um for you know people for listeners um, especially law students one thing to yeah. keep in mind right is when you are you know going into practice and you're considering um whether it's you know during hiring or just um you know, once you're actually in practice is being mindful of the, mm-hmm. of the cultural changes. Right. Okay. So, um, so for example, in California, people in the office dress way more casually. Um, people, you know, will engage way more casually and, um, mm-hmm. you have a lot of tech clients, right. Um, mm-hmm. I was, you know, doing a pitch the other day, we were all in suits and the clients were in t-shirts, you know? So it, there is that, that culture, mm-hmm. um, in New York, complete 360, right? There is the expectation of wearing suits and, you know, having mm-hmm. that in once we're, you know, when we're in office presence, um, and then there's Texas, right? And in, mm-hmm. in Texas, um, you know, there's an expectation that, you know, very, very culturally, very, very traditional. Um, you know, I had like, I, I was told doing, um, you know, even mock trial, don't wear pants in court, wear a skirt, wear a dress. Um, okay. It's way more backwards. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that almost feels shocking to even hear that. Like, why are you telling yeah. me? Um, but it, it just is what it is. Right. And we, as we said, when you go into the courtroom, you're representing something beyond yourself. Um, but yeah, so just being mindful of the coast to coast different trends Mm -hmm. is it's good because, you know, when it comes to, uh, building organic relationships, sometimes it has to do with, you know, kind of understanding what the culture is and, you know, Mm -hmm. what people are, are dressing like or expecting, even though I always love uh, overdressing, (laughs) 
Yeah, I think you can never be too overdressed. overdressed. <laughs> yeah, you can never be too overdressed. So I ignore mm-hmm. the California casual and just come in with my suits. It's fine. I um, love that, <laughs> but it, it it is it is there. It is there. Yeah. Honestly, I never thought about it that way because I actually did go to undergrad in San Diego. And while I was there, I worked in the DA's office for a year. And I was surprised at how casual the attorneys would dress coming into work. They come in in jeans and t-shirts all the time. They go to the gym at lunch and then stay in their workout clothes all afternoon. And that always surprised me. And then being back on the East Coast now for law school and last year during my year off, um, the firm I worked in last year, like the attorneys would always dress like in suits and stuff. And it just is so different in California. It is so much more casual and chill. But I'd never thought about that in my brain and made that comparison until you just put it into words right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like going off of that a bit, the last thing that I was going to um, ask the two of you, like regarding fashion and law, um, was like tips that you have for aspiring attorneys, law students, young attorneys, old attorneys that want to be more fashionable for them on tips that they can maybe start to incorporate, like more bold and fashionable um, colors and such, if they're like new to doing that, like what tips you guys might have for that, for somebody just trying to come into their own style now? Um, I would say find a piece that is sort of like your... I guess piece de resistance, right? So like how Yardin says when she goes into court, she might really wear like a headband to elevate Mm -hmm. her look. Or for example, um, one of my things is, you know, I live on the East Coast. So something I would really do is think of like a really funky coat that I could wear into the office or a really Mm -hmm. cool pair of shoes. And so, you know, as you start to really get comfortable with figuring out how can I really curate my closet to fit Mm -hmm. my personality, Find that thing that you really love and, you know, go crazy with it. Maybe you really like necklaces. You like cool earrings, Mm -hmm. brooches, your briefcase, and, you know, start collecting it, growing it, make that your thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of a way to slowly segue into really elevating your office look while Mm -hmm. still really keeping it consistent with Mm -hmm. that professional um, requirement. I guess yeah. depending on which coast you're on, <laughs> going back to your dance <laughs> point. The coast, yes, coast to coast, totally different. Uh, yeah, and so I just want to I want to echo something about Lindsay's energy, and is that you know when she's saying go crazy, she's mm. meaning in a way like um, um, be just if you think something is so cool, don't second guess yourself. Yeah. And one thing that. I really learned from Lindsay and really, really empowered me to, to where my fashion is today is Lindsay was my friend in law school where I would put something on that I loved and I thought it was so mm-hmm. cool. Whether it was like a big fur coat or some like, you know, dazzling choker or whatever. This is yeah. like, this is not getting into law. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say, Lindsay, is this too much? And she would always say, no, <laughs> like, you know, and she mm-hmm. is like, this person in my life that really got me out of that, that really got me out of that, you know, taking something off because it was too much or taking something off because it was just not, it wasn't going to fit the, what everyone else was wearing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's something I really admire about Lindsay's style Mm -hmm. is she'll wear these pieces that are so cool and so funky that a lot Mm -hmm. of people will just will be like, Oh, I can't, I can't own this or, Oh, I can't, you know, it, it, maybe it's too much. And, and that's, I think that what's what makes her style and her kind yeah. of, you know, her brand so cool is that mm-hmm. she just owns it, right? She, she don't think twice. And I think yeah. that's something that's so important is that when you look in the mirror and you hear yourself saying, oh, this is too much to, mm-hmm. to get that voice out of your head, because if you like it, you feel confident yeah. in it at the end of the day, that's what matters, you know? Yeah. Um, of course, like, you know, courtroom and all the stuff that we talked about but mm-hmm. um you know if if you think it looks professional and you think it works and you know mm-hmm. your judgment is is the only one that matters and mm-hmm. um I just wanted to echo that because I feel like that's Lindsay's energy and I love it I love it so much mm-hmm. um the one tip I will give 
on my end, and this matches my brand, is um, it is a misconception that you cannot look fabulous on a budget. Um, and I am like the bargain hunter, you know, people always think like everything I wear is really, really expensive and usually it's not. And I want to like emphasize that for people because you can look really, really good, um, on a budget, you know, some of my place, favorite places to go, um, I'll find some really cool suits and dresses at Burlington. Um, Mm -hmm. that's where I like love finding cool pieces um zara love zara um yes. and <laughs> no zara that, and like, should actually be paying you then <laughs> everything i own is zara um or just like getting things you know zara on sale you get the best blazers you know yeah. and um so going off of that i think a cool way to like a, a, one way that one trick that I do with my fashion mm-hmm. is I buy really simple pieces like shirts, just white shirts, black shirts, whatever. And then yeah. I do my pizzazz on my blazers or I do my pizzazz on like the dress I'm wearing. So yeah. I have something that I can do over and over again where no one's really paying attention to. Um, yeah. But the blazers, I have like the pop, you know, so you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about like buying a new whole suit every time where there's yeah. certain just like solid pieces that you can rotate while like incorporating mm-hmm. colors in other ways. Yeah. I do have a couple of questions that just popped into my head while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. Um, Cause you were talking about like pops of like color with headbands and stuff. I'm curious what like the thought is in the legal industry of like bold makeup. Like, is it an expectation that like attorneys should have like subtle simple makeup or is that something you can also kind of play around with if you're not in the courtroom again um I'm kind of curious where that stands um so that's actually a really good good question I think that could maybe be personal preference Mm -hmm. but I know for myself I do always err a bit more on the side of natural. Mm -hmm. Um, I obviously want to like look very presentable. So I do put on makeup in the sense of like, I don't want to look like I just rolled out of bed. Um, But at the same time, this is really where, um, you know, kind of going back to Yardin's point, I I don't want to take away attention from the work that I'm doing by coming in with like, a fat winged eyeliner and like a bold red lip. I think Mm -hmm. there's probably a way to do it where Mm -hmm. it can look kind of muted and professional. But I think um, at least for me, and I'd love to hear Yardin's point. I do really, I I think I'm a little bit more conservative when it comes to wearing um, Mm -hmm. makeup in the office. Yeah. Yeah, so I think my take, so it's a little bit tricky because I think Lindsay and I both tend to err on the more natural side mm-hmm. with makeup. And it probably is because we put so much more into our outfits. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I think that echoes the cultures, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. there are certain offices, there are certain places that that might not em- em- embrace that, you know, which um, I think just being mindful of where you are and where you're going. But I will say that I personally think like, so, for instance, in, in California, right, where yeah. there's maybe like a more culture of coming in as you are, mm-hmm. um, it's about being authentic. So I don't yeah. know if I could be authentic wearing red lipstick in the office because mm-hmm. I'm not someone that wears red lipstick on mm-hmm. like occasions that aren't very specific. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel authentic doing that. And I don't think it would come up authentic. But I know people that wear red lipstick every day and it looks yeah. so to their brand and it looks so authentic. Mm-hmm. And I think in that sense, wearing bold makeup works because it's it's who you are Mm -hmm. and you know it there just really is something about being authentic you can just tell when someone's not being themselves you know and I think that I think when it comes to bold makeup or Mm -hmm. even bold outfits if someone's not carrying it and that they feel comfortable in it it's Mm -hmm. gonna stand out and that might you know that come might come off weird Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So kind of like if it is your brand to like always wear red lipstick, then nobody would like think anything of it. If that like kind of is your look and it's been your look, it's your brand. 
versus if you're someone that's like not normally a red lipstick person and then you like come in with it one day with like a really bold outfit and you just you aren't like um you don't feel confident in it and it's like coming off as like this isn't me then it might not work so I that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah and I think like you know Lindsay and I I think with this with this question we're trying to figure out the best way to answer it because we want we we definitely as we are as people we you know come as you are celebrate diversity and all of this stuff but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day like work is work right and if if wearing green eyeliner is going to mean that someone's not taking you seriously I personally don't think it's worth the battle I think it's you know I think that work is work and you want to come in being authentic and but you also want to come in like making sure people are focusing on your product and you know Mm -hmm. we can we can celebrate and cheer all day right Mm -hmm. but the fact is is like there still are stereotypes, right? There is, there, there, we know that there's discrimination. We know that there's subconscious bias. We know that there's all these things that we have a long way to go. Like we're doing better, but we have a long way to go. And you know, if you gotta, you gotta also like keep that in mind. Like I'm here to make money. Like I'm here to work. I'm here to like become Mm -hmm. an attorney, be an attorney and all this stuff. You know, as I mentioned, like I'm a first generation lawyer and Mm -hmm. I, I have my goals and I have, things that I want to progress in society. But I also, it's important for me to like have respect and build myself because mm-hmm. I am building my network from the bottom up, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just want to make a note for that because we are definitely in a position in society where it's, it's hard to say certain things, but I, I yeah. just want to make a note that I do fully support everyone being authentic and celebrating yeah. themselves and wearing whatever they want, but yeah. work is work and people, ha- and you just, sometimes you got to like do what you got to do, you know, and make sure that yeah. you're, you're being professional as well for whatever that means today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And kind of going off of that and you mentioning how there are still like those stereotypes and stuff. I'm curious if you think it's still maybe not a stereotype, but an assumption that like female identifying um, people should be wearing makeup in the office, whereas like men aren't expected to wear makeup. And like some people like traditionally, like they would not be expected to wear makeup. If you see that as still a thing that it's like expected almost that those that are female identifying come in wearing makeup and that they might almost be, I don't know, maybe not taken as seriously if they don't wear it. I'm kind of curious where that stands, which kind of goes into like pretty privileged type things and how like those that are like prettier get more and are taken more seriously. So I'm curious how that kind of stands in the legal world right now, since I'm not very far into it yet. So I haven't really seen that. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I don't think anybody should be forced to yeah. have to wear makeup and I think oh that's yeah 100 extremely it's an extremely archaic um presumption yeah. to really yeah. say that like as a female identifying person you should yeah. look like x y and z in the office yeah. like even as Yardin mentioned in Texas then suggest su- suggesting women should wear skirts is kind yeah. of stupid and even yeah. when I was sworn into the New York bar it's a requirement that women have to wear skirts so I think that's something that you know, absolutely should be changed. Like you shouldn't be telling somebody how that, how they need to dress. I think when it comes to telling people, um, you know, you should be wearing makeup in the office, perhaps Mm -hmm. it's a sense of saying like, Hey, make sure that when you come in, you look presentable. So like, I'm wondering if that's sort of the tone that it has, but I, I've never personally been told, um, I need to wear makeup in the office. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if that is a thing in some spaces, um, yeah. more than others but I, I don't know I think it's kind of it's interesting I mean Yardin have you heard that before so I haven't personally heard that and I'm also practicing California and it is very very relaxed here I think <laughs> I am you know I'm also fortunate where you know the majority of partners I work with are, are women um, mm-hmm. and they're very celebratory and they're very empowering um, so from my experience, I've never even really thought of that. And also a reminder that Lindsay and I were, we were non-virtual attorneys for about three months. Okay. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah, I think that I, I do think that there's less of an emphasis on makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we have we do have limited experience so just but just from yeah. talking about the experience that I do have um California is just so relaxed and they really do celebrate people coming as they are which is really 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 awesome um but I do expect that it's more about just um you know not being a complete like not being completely inconsistent right if you have a meeting with a client mm-hmm. it's not the day to wear jeans you know yeah and so people aren't gonna bully you into wearing a full suit but it's mm-hmm. not a day for jeans yeah. um so it's about respect I think um but mm-hmm. I haven't really heard much about makeup specifically okay well I'm happy to hear that then because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that just like you kind of see like historically it kind of is like an expectation that like women wear makeup to like look presentable so I'm happy that it's not something that's like being pushed as far as you guys can see at least because we do kind of want to steer away from that and like how Lindsay compared it to the requirements where like dresses and skirts in certain situations that we those are just requirements that shouldn't really exist anymore they're sexist um so I'm happy at least like the makeup thing seems like maybe that's faded away and maybe eventually the interesting dress requirements and stuff will fade away as well (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think that's all that I had for like fashion and law topic wise. Are there any, is there anything else that either of you want to add before we kind of go on to our last like two fun segments for the episode? Nothing on my end. How about you, Lindsay? No, I don't have any additional thoughts. Okay, beautiful. I feel like we covered basically everything that I could think of, everything that you could think of. So that is the main, um, bulk of the episode the main topic so we're just gonna do our two segments that we always do so we will start with the how to be a better person segment um and for those of you that haven't listened before this segment is just about something good that you can do either for people for a cause you care about a sustainability tip whatever you are feeling that you want to express that's a good idea for other people to do so do you want to go first Jordan? yeah um so that's a good question. So I think for me, I, as, as a practicing attorney, just having the ability to do pro bono work, um, that's where I kind of, you know, try and give back, whether it's, I, I love doing clinics, look out to the community for ways that they can just even just give an hour, um, whether it's doing an election hotline. Um, there's so many opportunities and there's so many people that can just use an hour of your time. Um, so that's kind of where I, I lean towards. Yeah, no, I love that. That's amazing. And uh, what's your tip for today, Lindsay? Um, I totally agree with Yarden. I definitely got into pro bono. I'm really passionate about, sorry if it's a little loud on my end. I'm a very passionate about entertainment work. And yeah. so I really dove in headfirst into volunteer lawyer for the arts, um, which is a pro bono um, organization where you're able to represent a lot of artists, directors, producers. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And then let's see, I'll give a tip for today. Since you both went like law, I'll try to do something different. So mine is going to be that if you have an animal shelter near you, they're always looking for supplies. So if you have like old blankets and stuff, that's a common thing that they ask for. So if you have old blankets or sheets you're getting rid of, if you bring them over to your local animal shelter, Humane Society, they will take them and then they will be new blankets for the puppies and cats, whoever needs them. So that is our um, how to be a better person segment. And then our last segment, as per usual, is going to be a fun activity or place to go in New York City Um, or Yarden. You're over in California. You can give a tip for a major city in California if you'd like one of your like tips for where somebody should go if they're like visiting there on vacation. Yeah, so um, in San Francisco, it is the city just surrounded by nature and San Francisco is a city that you just don't know until you go. And my, my favorite place, because I'm from the East coast too. So when I came to San Francisco, I was like, wow, I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it was so nice out here. Yeah. Um, My favorite place is battery Spencer. And it is a a lookout of the golden gate bridge Mm -hmm. from the other side of the city And it is, I encourage you to look this up on Google or Instagram. It is just this crazy, 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 crazy view. And not everyone will know about it. It's not hard to go to. It's just not 
super advertised. Yeah. Um, so when you're in San Francisco, um, go to Battery Spencer and just be taken away by the view you are going to see. Okay. Amazing. I absolutely love that. I haven't been to San Francisco, so I will have to check it out when I visit San Francisco. That sounds amazing. Um, and then I'll give a, I'll give a New York tip since that's where I am right now. Um, so my tip for today is going to be to go um, just if you live in Manhattan or if you're visiting Manhattan, go to Brooklyn too. So I've been living here for six months now. And this weekend was my first time going to Brooklyn. <laughs> And um, like, I just was amazed. I knew nothing about Brooklyn really. And there's so many spots that you can just like walk along the water and there's benches and stuff. So my tip is just to visit Brooklyn and explore it because you might not think that you're like, oh, I'm in Manhattan. I don't need it. But Brooklyn is almost like a quieter, more chill version of Manhattan. And I like that's kind of like a little escape, but you're still close to the city. So that's my tip for today. I love um, that. That's yeah. So, yeah, I was, I, I really love that. And I, and I agree. I, 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 when I used to go visit New York, I would start in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, also just going to add that Lindsay's um, place to go yes. is Zero Bond in New York okay. City. Okay. I haven't um, been yet. It's a club, a member okay. club. So <laughs> um, just throwing that out there on Lindsay's behalf. <laughs> We love it. I will have to check that one out next time I go out. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that that's our episode for today. Do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you and Lindsay Yarden? Yeah, so um, you can follow uh, you can follow lawyers look like um, on Instagram at at lawyers look like, mm-hmm. um, and please feel free to reach out to us with ideas. Um, you, if you want to be posted or just anything, we just love engaging with people because yeah. this is why we do it. Um, so yeah, really, really excited about it and really excited to be here. So thank you so much for having yeah. us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming. And then as you all know, you can follow, um, our podcast. It's at legally couture podcast on Instagram and on TikTok now as well. And you can follow me at erin.lindsay13 on Instagram and TikTok. But yeah, so thank you so much for coming, Yarden. And also, Lindsay, you can tell her we said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that's it for this week, everybody. And we will talk to you again next week. Okay, bye. Bye.